0: Pose when I came live, I don't know if you can experience the whole thing. They just have me here. Anyway, why don't you stand up? Welcome this morning to Celebration Church. Welcome all of our campuses joining with us in Stevens Point and Appleton. Hi, guys. All right, let's recite together the Apostle Creed. This is our statement of faith and what we believe here at Celebration Church. We believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who for us and for our salvation the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. And the healing of the man cold. Amen. <laughs> I fell for you. If you need to tap out, just let me know. I'll pick up mid sentence. No, just kidding. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Phil Gunger. For those of you who don't know, I am one of the pastors here at Celebration Church. And I also run a marriage ministry with my father, Mark, where we do the Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage deal. And uh, just on, again, since I didn't get to say it, uh, thank you very much for all your prayers and support for our family over these last uh, couple of months. Appreciate it. They're felt. Uh, so uh, if you have heard of the last couple of weeks, you know my dad's sort of laying low here for the next uh, month, well-deserved rest. And I think he's roughing it like in Palm Springs or something. <laughs> Wherever the Lord calls him. I mean, he just feels... <laughs> led in January <laughs> to minister to those out in Palm Beach. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, we have a special guest this morning that I'd like to introduce. This is uh, a guy, I've, I, I had heard about him kind of in the marriage world. You know, people say, hey, have you heard of Ted Cunningham? Have you heard of Ted Cunningham? Of course, has Ted Cunningham heard of Phil Gunger? That's the important thing. <laughs> he hasn't. <sighs> Trust me, no. So I, not, I've heard the name, but I didn't know who he was. And and one day I was on the internet and I saw a video of his kind of pop up, you know, um, him talking about marriage. I clicked on this thing, the guy's awesome, you know, he was just, I just, I was laughing and he's saying stuff that like, man, that's like, yeah, I can get into this stuff that he's saying. And then I, I dig into it, I, I pour into it a little bit more and find out that he, uh, reading through one of his books, he quotes Mark Gungor. I was like, well, he was cool till then. No, so I reach out to him. I said, dude, I love your stuff. This is awesome. Introduced myself. Found out he knows. He knows my Uncle Ed. worked. I uh, was on staff with him for a while at a church. You know some other people. I was like, man, you got to come up. People in Green Bay, just they, they love you. And so uh, invited him to come up here, to which he responded, you know, being invited to Celebration Church to speak on marriage is like being invited to the UN to speak on peace. Laughter. I said they'll love you. So, if you would please put a big hand together for my new friend here, Ted Cunningham. The UN thing would work. I knew it
1: worked. The UN thing worked. Good morning, Wisconsin. All right, I come to you from Branson, Missouri. Raise your hand if you've been on a bus to Branson, Missouri. Yeah. And usually when I tell people I'm from Branson, they respond with, "My parents loved that place. It's a fantastic place." So, but I was born and raised in Chicago we have any Bears fans in the house? All right, all right, born in Naperville. All right, you may wanna find a new church because you're not gonna be too welcomed here. I gotta be real honest with you. I'm not feeling the love coming here. So I'd like to get to know you a little bit. If you've been married for more than 25 years, more than 25 years in a row, would you please stand and remain standing? All right, more than 25 years. Stay standing, stay standing. You've been married more than 30. Stay standing. The rest of you may be seated. More than 35. Stay standing. The rest of you may be seated. More than 40. More than 40. You guys need to do math? We can give you a little bit of time to do math. Maybe I do. You ain't gonna make it to 50. I don't know if you don't. You've been married more than 50 years. Stay standing. The rest of you may be seated. More than 50 years. All right. Look around. Stay standing. You may win something. Stay standing. How long have you been married? 55. 55. 51. 51. Sir, you sat down so it's less than 55? Or were you just sick of standing? That could have been it. We've been married this long. We shouldn't have to stand up this long. Okay, so 55. Anybody beat 55? 53, I'm, ta- I'm giving it to 55. Afterwards, uh, stop by the book table out there and grab Fun Loving You. Uh, if you promise, it has a couple jumping on a trampoline on the front, so if you promise to jump on a trampoline, uh, you make that commitment to me. How are your hips? Hips good? Hips good? I need you to participate with me. Next time you come to church, cut that pill in half. We need you fully engaged for the, full, oh, see that's a Branson joke, I can tell that joke, all right. Less than 25 years would you stand, you've been married less than 25. You'll notice that no one applauds for you. (laughs) You've done nothing, you've accomplished nothing. Less than 20 remain standing, the rest of you may be seated. You've been married less than 15, Say standing, less than 10, less than five, less than three, less than two. You've been married less than a Are you two together? But not sitting together. Okay, just checking. I was just checking on that one. Okay, that's fantastic. You've been married less than six months. Stay standing. Oh, I knew we'd lose them there. Less than six months. How long? September last year. September. I'm not doing math up here. You gotta tell me how long. September, October, November, December. Four months? Alright, how long y'all? August? A month! Oh right. Anybody beat a month? All right, a month has it. We got a month to 55 years. You guys are in love, aren't (laughs) you? Yeah, you know why you're in love? Yeah, because you don't know each other. That's why you're in love. Actually, I want to give you the book From Anger to Intimacy. Okay, you're not going to need it till next month, but I want you to have it. I want you to have it. All right, seriously, stop by the thing. The table's there, there, and uh, pick this up. Uh, all right, if you are single and you'd love to go on a date, would you stand? No, I'm just kidding. Don't stand. <laughs> I'm not going to have you stand. But if somebody in the first service did stand, I'm going to leave this book up here uh, called Young and in Love, Challenging the Unnecessary Delay of Marriage. Uh, so either you're a parent with a 35-year-old living in your basement with Star Wars bedsheets <laughs> or... Uh, you, you, uh, uh, would love to get married and you're in your twenties and everybody's telling you, no, don't do it. I'm going to throw that one down there. You can just come up and get it for a friend. Okay. I want you to get the book for a friend. So years ago in Branson, uh, about eight years ago, we started a ministry called Two ignite Sundays and we took the second Sunday of every month to teach on marriage. We did this for six and a half years. So for uh, over 72 marriage messages went out into our congregation and into our community. Uh, Many of us believe it was a direct result of the growth our church experienced because if we were preaching through a book of the Bible or we were doing a topical series, the second Sunday of every month, we stopped and we taught on marriage. And uh, I got fired up. And so I obviously had to study a lot more, been passionate about marriage and family ministry for the past Fifteen years, uh, I wrote From Anger to Intimacy with Dr. Gary Smalley. He was my mentor before he went to be with the Lord uh, two years ago. And in the middle of this this is when I started reading uh, Pastor Gunger's passion for young marriage. And uh, that's what I quoted in Young and in Love. I think I quoted him in Fun Loving You as well. And man, I got fired up and I I started really challenging the young men in our church. It's time to start dating. Some of them read a book years ago called I Kiss Dating Goodbye and they took it literally They kicked it to the curb. I said, no, you need to find somebody in here. We were setting young people up all over the place in our church. Good place to find people. Well, I started getting letters from people in the congregation, as I'm sure you're like, shocker. Um, (laughs) One of my favorite letters came from a lady named Deb, senior adult lady in our church. And she said, pastor, thanks for putting some fight back into the young men. See, the struggle I have today as I look around at the young men in our church in Branson is, and and it's sure it's true here and around the country, but young men today are finding their adventure in, in video games and their romance in porn. And I said, come on, guys, it's time to get serious about relationship formation and pursue those traditional relationship formation milestones. And Deb said, I'm so excited that you have this passion and you're challenging the young men to start dating. She said, but please don't forget about us old women. She said, I'd like to go on a date from time to time too. Why don't you, Pastor, start challenging the old men in the church to start asking out the old women? And in the lady, <laughs> come on, Pastor Gunger, where are we going with this? And so in this letter, and I, I don't make up a word of this, she listed for me all of her assets. Live in a house on Table Rock Lake, 401k, all the way down through the list. The bottom of the list was. Two sea-dews. She wanted men to know, I'm a catch. So I stood up the very next Sunday, and I read this letter to the congregation of Woodland Hills Family Church. And I read it, read all of her assets, and at the end, man, I was pretty fired up. I said, let me ask you, Woodland Hills, where are the men for Deb? And in our first service, five guys stood up. One guy in the back noticed there was other competition, probably in his mid-70s. I saw him starting to do a little dance back there was trying to get the attention of Deb at the end of the service three guys came up the first two guys walked up to me and said hey pastor can you show us a picture of Deb or point her out to us the third guy walks up to me and goes hey do you have a picture of those sea (laughs) doos and in our church no matter what your age we call that guy a little boy and little boys make bad husbands So we've been passionate about raising up the young men in our church and I wanna share with you kind of the three pillars that we shared in those six and a half years at Woodland Hills in the the words honor, enjoy, and prioritize. That's the outline today straight from the scripture. But as I share stories of my family, I'll introduce them to you. This is my wife, Amy. Uh, We met on a blind date. Uh, We'll be 22 years married come October. And the night I met her, thank you. Let's see if I can keep the applause going when I tell you she's from Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, you people have problems. I got to be real honest with you. Is there any love between Wisconsin and Minnesota? No. Hey, wow. I was in Minnesota yesterday and I asked her family, I'm going to be in Green Bay. Would you like me to say anything to them for you? And Amy's uncle's like, what would I say to them? I said, how about I'm sorry? Wouldn't you like to hear that? How about we just reconcile? I'm going to start a new ministry. I'm reconciling Wisconsin and Minnesota. We're going to do that. Okay, let's keep moving. So anyway, she was born in Austin, Minnesota. And the night I met her, I said, I'm gonna marry this woman. I was uh, 21, she was 20. When we hit 22 and 21, I said, you know, I wanna get married now, we don't need to wait. I'm passionate about uh, advocating for young marriage. And I'll never forget walking into the kitchen of her six foot two, full-blooded Norwegian father and saying, may I have permission to marry your daughter? I'm kinda old school where I still think uh, young men should ask the dad permission to marry the daughter. And I said, may I have permission to marry your daughter? To which he responded in his thick Norwegian accent, yo betcha. I said, but I'll only marry her now, because see, I wanted to break all the rules and that big rule of you have to have college before you get married. Amy had one year left of college. I said, I would like permission to marry your daughter now, not when she graduates. And will you allow me to pay for her senior year of college? (laughs) To which he said, (laughs) you betcha. (laughs) And young guys will come up to me at conferences and date night comedy events all the time and they'll be like, bro, how do you get married at 22 and 21 and afford to pay for a senior year of college? I said, it was this thing called a job. (laughs) I had multiple jobs. And they'll say, bro, I can't afford to get married in my early 20s. I'm like, bro, I would believe that if you weren't holding a venti caramel macchiato in your right hand and an iPhone 7 Plus in your left. (laughs) And all the senior adults, (laughs) plus. I said, bro, you need to start thinking Folgers and flip phones. That's how you get started in marriage. You can't start marriage with a wife and unlimited data. You got to pick one. (laughs) You're like, well, I can't afford to be married. I'm here to tell you, you can. You haven't started marriage right until you get your parents' hand-me-down mattress. With the dip already built in, you get in the center and you roll in the center. Listen, that's a good marriage. Don't go to Ethan Allen to buy your furniture. You go to Home Depot. You get one by twelves and cinder blocks. That's called shelving. You can afford to get married. And then we had Corinne over 14 years ago. She's our passionate outdoor girl. This is a little fawn named Sugar that a friend was raising. Corinne just loved going over and spending time with Sugar. My son, he loves deer. Too. He's passionate about deer. <laughs> I've had churches say, you can't show that picture. So I asked the staff here, I said, is it okay if I show that picture? And they're like, are you kidding? That's half the profile pictures of our congregation. <laughs> Raise a hand if you're a hunter. Let me see the hand. I'm like, it's the entire room. This is, fa- is that all you eat is your own meat? I'm very impressed. This is our first time hunting ever. I grew up outside of Chicago, fishing family. Okay, we were in a hunting family two years ago. A buddy of ours said, I'm gonna teach you guys how to shoot and then put you out in the woods. And so two years ago at Thanksgiving, he puts us in a deer stand by ourselves with a loaded firearm. This 11 point walks out of the woods and the hunters will tell you in here, I've never experienced, I've never, I've caught some great fish. I've never experienced the adrenaline that you start getting like this when that deer comes out of the woods and I'm shaking like this. I tell my son, I probably shouldn't handle the firearm right now. I don't think that's a very good idea. was like, dad, I got it. And he was like this, man. He, drop that deer, and we go down by the deer. Now we got this big deer sitting there, and we're like two crazy people jumping around this deer. Carson, we're high and I didn't ask him to pose for that picture. He did it. We're high and taking pictures, and Carson's like, dad, 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 what do we do? What do we do? I'm like, <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. But I think, according to the movie Red Dawn, you got to take a bite out of its heart. I don't know, but I think that's while I yell, Wolverine! So anyway, that's uh, my family. And what I'm teaching my kids about honoring, enjoying, and prioritizing marriage. Uh, Soon to be 13 and 15-year-old in our home, time goes fast. Every parent knows uh, the sentiment behind the days go slow, but the years go fast. And they're going very fast. But we tell our kids all the time, you're a welcomed addition to this home. You're just not the center of it. We love you, but your mom and I, we got big plans after you leave home. And Carson would be like, what are you gonna do? I'm like, well, first of all, we're going to Disney World. That's how we're gonna celebrate (laughs) you kids getting out of this home. But but the kids know marriage is important to our family. And this is a verse I grew up with. We'll start with the big idea of honor. Honor marriage. The word honor, the scripture means to esteem as highly valuable. You're to esteem as highly valuable the idea of marriage. So whether you're young or old, married or single, you are called... To be for marriage, something we don't often get in the church today. People think, well, marriage isn't for me right now. I'm single. I'm in the season. I'm supposed to. But whether you're single or married, you, follower of Jesus, are called to be for marriage. Marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure. Outside of Chicago, I grew up in an independent, fundamental, premillennial, King James Version only Baptist church. And in youth group, we heard this verse all the time. And it was, it was it said to us like this, sex is dirty, nasty, and ugly, and you should save it for the one you love. <laughs> how many of you heard a similar message in church or in your home growing up, that couple shot it up? Yeah, it's because we never talked about it. And I've discovered with many couples, they have the same story. They grew up hearing the don't quit, you know, wait, stop it, don't touch that. But no one ever taught them how to honor marriage. How to esteem marriage is highly valuable. On the day of my wedding, I'm 22 years old and I'm walking out through the parking lot of La Quinta with my father. We all know what La Quinta means. La Quinta means next to Denny's. (laughs) So we're walking over to Denny's. My dad says, son, my 52-year-old engineer father, he retired from Bell Laboratories or Lucent Technology in Lyle, Illinois. And he looks at me and he hasn't had the conversation with me. 22 years old, day of my wedding, decides this is the time I should probably talk to my son about this subject. And I said, Dad, it's a little too late. That's why seven years into marriage, I'm, my wife's in bed one night reading a book on how men think. It's not a real thick book. Uh, <laughs> you, you can read it in about a night. But see, I grew up in a church and a home, maybe like many of you did, where we learned how to honor purity, but we never learned how to honor marriage. How to esteem marriage is highly valuable. And what we found is a lot of couples never have the conversation about the marriage bed. For the sake of time today and for the sake of content, Uh, I wanna encourage you, you can go to our church website. I'm gonna give a copy of it to laugh your way. You can download it from their website as well. But we created a menu at our church. It's an intimacy menu with 52 questions to get couples having the conversation that I never had with my parents and for the first several years of marriage never had with my wife. I didn't wanna talk about it. And we said, let's, to get couples honoring marriage and esteeming it as highly valuable because that's the first step in keeping the marriage bed pure I said, let's create this menu. And these are not what I would call softballs to Sosa questions. These are, these are hard-hitting questions. And we said, when you leave here today, if you're a married couple, we want you to walk out the door, get the menu. And we, we're also providing you with a two-hour burning candle. We want you to go home, light the candle, and have a two-hour conversation, conversation about sexual intimacy, husband and wife. And I pastor in the Ozarks, and it, I love pastoring in the Ozarks, and One Ozarky and Bubba came up to me the next week and said, hey, pastor, I found out you like that candle under a ceiling fan only takes about 45 minutes. (laughs) Well, that was not the point. The point was for you to have a conversation about esteeming marriage as highly valuable and honoring the marriage bed, keeping it pure. Because I want my kids to grow up in a home where they, they, it's been, it's been clearly spoken. What I love, no one's taken small ears out of the auditorium yet. That's important because, listen, I'm raising my children, I'm raising my children to embrace their biological sex and encouraging them to marry the opposite sex. And in this culture, that's called love, not hate. And guess who's the primary author of that? Mom and dad. And the church is just a, a second voice. We're an additional voice in encouraging you to have that conversation. You're, some of you, I, I love when I go to churches and they take their teenagers out because they think I'm gonna be sharing too much. Are you kidding? They need you to be a strong voice in the home. When it comes to esteeming marriage is highly valuable and keeping the marriage bed pure. But there's another message that's crept into the church today that, that marriage isn't supposed to be enjoyed. It's not supposed to be fun. That's why I love being here because y'all know that laughing and enjoying life together is important for marriage. And that's the big second pillar that we've been carrying for about eight years at our church. And it comes to us from the book of Ecclesiastes. And if, you've, if you're new to studying the Bible, I love the book of Ecclesiastes, it's dark, it's pessimistic, very much fits my personality. It's a great winter read for Wisconsin <laughs> residents. But chapter one of Ecclesiastes says life is hard. Chapter 12, then you die. These are the bookends of Ecclesiastes. <laughs> but in the middle of life is hard and then you die, we get Ecclesiastes nine, seven through nine, and it's really become the anchor passage Uh, for my ministry to couples uh, around the country. And it simply says this, go, eat your food with gladness, drink your sparkling cider with a joyful heart, (laughs) drink your wine with a joyful heart, for now God favors what you do. Always be clothed in white and always anoint your head with oil. It's speaking there of joy, festivity, enjoying life together. If you're brand new to the church, we want you to know, enjoying God together is something we do. Enjoying life together is something we do. You do not have to choose between life and a wife because look at what verse 9 says. Endure life with your wife all your miserable days. We laugh, and I'm glad we laugh. Some of you didn't laugh because you weren't looking up there, and maybe I got a few, "Mm hmm (laughs) It's good. This guy's really starting to preach now. I loved all the funny stories, but now we're getting into the passage. That's good. <laughs> Look up. It's not what it says. It doesn't say endure, but I'm wondering how many of us give this picture to our kids. Our kids have a front row seat to our marriages. They have a front row seat, and I'm wondering if they're saying, man, my mom and dad, and I hear this on college campuses all the time, because I'm asking young people, have you been dating? You know, I asked senior in college, have you dated on campus? No, I'm not, I'm not I got to get my job and get established and all that, and I'm like, why not? And, and here's one of the arguments I get a lot from them. My mom and dad married young, and they don't like each other. <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, that, but you got a bad model, because you can marry young. You can enjoy life together. It says, enjoy life with your wife, whom you love. All your meaningless days, for this is your lot in life and in your toilsome labor under the sun. I love the word toilsome there because it means grueling. Life is grueling. According to Psalm 90 in verse 10, 70 years you have upon this earth, 80 if you're strong, but those years are filled with sorrow and anguish. Raising a family is difficult, and all God's people said. Paying the bills can be quite a challenge, and all God's people said that's the grind of life God did not give you your spouse to be the grind he gave you your spouse to go through the grind with and if right now your spouse is the grind okay you are treating your spouse in your marriage like opponents rather than teammates and God gave you your spouse to be a teammate not an opponent you don't have to choose You don't have to choose between life and a wife. I tell young young guys come to me all the time and they're like, man, I had big dreams, plans and goals for the future, but then I got married. I'm like, do you really think that God gave you marriage to be a killjoy? You have to choose. This is what we're we're missing today. 55 years of marriage. Just wave at me real quick. I want to see 55 years waving at me. Okay. Staying married 55 years is because of character, not compatibility or chemistry. Okay. And that, that commitment to marriage flows from decision. And remember, decisions have power that flows from your character. I'm here to tell you, enjoying life together flows from the exact same place. It's a choice you make. It's not something you wait for. It's not an outcome. It's a decision. It's not, man, if if everything lines up just right and we can hit retirement and we can get this money and we can go on this vacation. Once we do all of that, then we're gonna have a great marriage. Not true, because you can have a great marriage with whatever season you're in, and you can enjoy life together. It doesn't matter how you meet. Did anybody here meet online? Let me just see the hands of those who met online. It's okay. You can raise them. Don't be embarrassed, because right next to them, the 55-year-old, go, is that legal? (laughs) Totally legal. But it doesn't matter how you meet. You can meet on eHarmony.com, Match.com, Farmersonly.com ancestry.com I don't care how you meet that's an Arkansas joke that's not for Wisconsin it's not how you meet it's what you do after you meet and you have to make the choice and I'm here to tell you for the first seven eight years of our marriage Amy and I did not make that choice and we got to that point that seven-year itch point where everything Everything about the grueling labor, the toilsome labor under the sun was eh, 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 on our marriage. Everything. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything with where do you want to eat? I don't care. How about red lobster? Not really feeling seafood. How about uh, Olive Garden? Not really feeling Italian. I mean, and just picking a place to eat wore us out. And Amy and I decided, okay, listen, let's take everything irritating, frustrating, annoying about life and find a way to be teammates and enjoy it together. We want to enjoy life together. And I got to be honest with you, my wife is way better at this decision than I am. She's a winner. I've already told you she's from Minnesota. Uh,
0: so, oh, oh, man, oh, man.
1: Let that go. No one was totally ticked after that one, but the Bears fans are loving this. She'll probably come. I'm not here next week, okay? What is Ed? Is Ed a Packers fan? Oh, Ed's a Packers fan. Okay, so you'll all be back happy. Happy next week. So, especially if they lose today, right? The, the, the Minnesota Vikings. So my wife is a, oh, she made the decision. Okay. I'm going to show you how this is possible. We're going to have fun with everything. Ted, you pick the issue in our marriage. Well, we're going to start with one and that's the key here. Don't just try to like, let's fix everything that's been broke. Let's start with one issue and show each other that this is possible. She said, you pick the issue and I'm going to show you how we can have fun with it. And so I said, okay, I know exactly where I want to start. I said, babe, There's not a lot of adventure left for men in the world anymore. So, would you please let me find my own parking space? (laughs) I want to do it all by myself. I want to provide this for my family. <laughs> because we would pull into a parking lot. This is how ridiculous we get in marriage. And I'm seeing the reason the chuckles took a little bit to get going there, because this is as ridiculous in your marriage as it is in mine. <laughs> We've allowed a parking lot to come between us. She would point out three spaces from the door. I'm like, uh-uh, drive 20 spaces down. We were at that point, seven, eight years in, we didn't even have to talk. She would just look at me with those eyes and say, you. Stubborn, stubborn man, and I'm like, no, I did it. I did it, I don't know if you caught that. She said, all right, we'll start in the parking lot. Now watch what she does, and she's so good at this. She, and I, I, I told her, She still, I said, if you look at a spot, it automatically disqualifies that spot. <laughs> I ain't parking there, I can't park there, and I drive 20 spaces down still and pull in, but this is how Amy, has made the decision to enjoy life together. She leans over and she starts massaging my bicep. And she says, you did this all by yourself. I'm So proud of you. You know what I caught her doing a couple of years ago? She knows those Andy's candies at the end of an Olive Garden meal are like cracked to me. I love those Andy's candies. She bought a bag of them and she keeps them in her purse now for when I do something good. And it was in a parking lot that she handed me my first one and I ripped that thing out of her hand. I'm opening it up and I realize, huh, my wife just gave me a treat. She is rewarding my good behavior. I am a dog. It's all right, you gotta be open to it, you just gotta go with it. Comedy doesn't work from the waist down here because the camera just doesn't get it. You tried it. I should have learned from you, Phil. You blew it on that one. Anyway, so that's the choice. I made a choice. Where's the couple married a month? I'm glad you're sitting there. Look at how eager they are to sit on the front row and learn. And they're like, isn't it great that we don't have any problems like this? This is so fantastic. We love each other. So has she asked you any questions? that you've just thought to yourself, even with a smile on your face, I have no idea why she even thinks I would have an answer for that question. Has she done any of that yet? Good, okay, good, okay, good. And she's like, what? We have a problem? I didn't know we had a problem. It's not a problem, because she's gonna ask you questions, and your biggest mistake in marriage, in a one month till 10 years, is gonna be, you think she's looking for information, okay? She doesn't want information. She wants connection." And all the husbands said, (laughs) Ted, stay focused on the punk on the second row, all right? Don't bring this around to us. But I made this mistake early in marriage. We would be driving down the road, having a great time, going through a construction zone, and Amy would go, hey, babe, what are they doing right here? Okay, let's see. Um, Babe, I wasn't involved in any of the meetings on this project. I have absolutely no idea thinking that's what, she doesn't want that, she's just trying to find things to talk about. So now, how I'm choosing to enjoy life with her, now we still go through construction zones, she'll still, because it's 22 years later fun, she'll go, hey babe, what are they doing right here? I turn into the construction foreman. I told him, rip it up, boys! <laughs> We're going 12 lanes, not six. Hey, I want six inch corrugated pipe in that ditch. You just, listen, you want a great marriage? Just start making stuff up. <laughs> That's how you're gonna have a fantastic marriage because she wants connection, <laughs> not information. <laughs> and and I've been joking with you, but you maybe have already felt the tone of people looking at you and saying, you'll get over this. <laughs> I hope you don't. I hope you don't. I hope you learned that enjoying life together you're gonna go through more grueling labor under the sun, but that you would enjoy one another as teammates through it all and never turn one another into the grind. Enjoy each other together. You can do that. Thanks for letting me pick on this. There you go. So, and the, and the last big idea, prioritize marriage, it comes to us from Genesis 2:24. It says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, be united to his wife and the two become one flesh. And this is quoted by Jesus in the Gospels. It's quoted by Paul in the epistles. This is a central text of theology for us on marriage. It's a parenting verse and a marriage verse. It says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother. I've been teaching this verse to my kids since they're about five and seven years old. And you can ask my son, Carson, who turns 13 in June. What is your dad's definition of maturity according to Genesis 2:24? And Carson will go, oh, I will not be with mom and dad forever, so plan accordingly. That's right. <laughs> we love you. You're a welcomed addition to this home. My son and I, we love watching YouTube clips together. I love watching YouTube clips. His favorite YouTube clip is the German Coast Guard. Uh, if you get a time, go type in German Coast Guard on YouTube. Not right now, sir. Do this when you leave. <laughs> and a mayday comes in guys being trained day 1 mayday comes in mayday mayday we are sinking we are sinking ah uh, hello this is the german coast guard mayday mayday we are sinking we are sinking uh, what are you sinking about <laughs> my son thinks this is the funniest clip he's ever seen he falls over in laughter And a few weeks later, we're driving down the road and I start singing a hymn from my childhood that goes like this. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. And from the back seat I heard, and what were you sinking about? (laughs) And I looked at my wife and I said, they see everything, they hear everything, they forget nothing, and then they repeat. Mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, if I can ask, do you have a marriage worth repeating? They're watching it, they're seeing it play out. When my daughter was five years old, she was kind of taking over the house. And I sat her down one day on the breakfast bar and I said, Corinne Mae Cunningham, there's only one queen in this house and you ain't her. And she looked at me with those eyes that said, we'll see. (laughs) Next day tells my wife, there's room in this house for two queens. I said, Corinne Mae Cunningham, You'll never be my queen, but one day I'm gonna stand at the back of a church with you, looking down the aisle at some pervert. <laughs> no, I didn't say that to her. <laughs> I do, I said, Corinne, I'm not walking you down that aisle until I know he loves you as much as me, because Corinne, you'll never be my queen, but you are my princess. And what that means, and this is probably the hardest thing a dad will ever do, is I have to walk you down an aisle. I get to walk you down an aisle and give you a way to become another man's queen. Because that's Genesis 2.24. You're separating from us. And, and this is what we're preparing our kids for. I want to give my children a marriage, a mom and dad. And I said, Corinne, listen, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes as a dad, but here's one I'm really working on. Mom and dad, please don't overlook your marriage as one of your greatest parenting tools, Married, divorced, remarried, blended family, wherever you are in marriage right now, remember, we're all called to esteem marriage as highly valuable. I said, Corinne, I just want you to know, you're not my queen, but my plan for you, preparing you to be another man's queen, is that, that I show you to the best of my ability every day how a queen should be treated. That's my desire. And, but we, we, how do we do this? We eradicate the kids centered home prioritize your marriage in the home eradicate the kid centered home who's got toddlers in here let me just see the hands of those with with toddlers you got toddlers toddlers everywhere you have toddlers do you know this couple married 55 years would you look over 55 years would you wave real quick wave wave they didn't do this in the first service but I'm counting on you to do it you have homework okay your homework is to go get to know them when you leave and you know why because ma'am you have antibacterial product hanging all over your purse Okay, she let her kids pick up cigarette butts and chew on them. And her kids are fine. You go talk to him because he used to let his kids sleep in the back window of the car on long trips. You now strap them in like you're launching them to outer space, right? Here we go. Here we go, this won't be bad, won't be 12 hours? I can do this for 12 hours. They used to raise their kids in a playpen. They put three kids in one playpen with only one toy. That's where we got the idea for cage fighting. When the kids messed up, they took the kids outside of the playpen, they turned the playpen upside down and put it on top of their, and their kids are fine, right? Those were good days. How many of you remember drinking out of garden hoses? Raise your hand. Yeah, and we're fine. Raise your hand if you've ever been shot by a BB gun. Oh, I'm in Wisconsin now. Listen, you want to lower the crime rate in this country, you let your kids start shooting each other with BB guns right now. <laughs> How many of you remember your parents standing in the kitchen, watching out the windows at you and your brother going back and forth with pellet guns and BB guns, no protective eyewear. And then dad would come out and help you build a ramp <laughs> to jump your bike over a ditch with no helmet, no pads. If you fell and got hurt, what'd your dad say? Hey, way to go, son. How many of you remember when your dad Couldn't figure out which of your siblings was at fault, so he just spanked all of you. How many of you remember that? Those were good days. How many of you remember when mom spanked you with whatever she had handy? If you have been spanked by a kitchen utensil, would you raise your hand real quick? Yeah, and we're all fine. How many of you remember when your dad told you the bell on the ice cream truck meant they were out of ice cream? Those were good days. Do you remember when we used to be able to sign our kids up for sports without committing them to tournaments in Beijing? (laughs) I walked up to my son's karate class and the master comes out all excited. Oh, Ted, I got great news. I'm like, wow, what's that? He goes, we're going to the world championships in Italy. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't think so. (laughs) He said, why not? I said, well, I've never been to Italy. And the first time I go to Italy will be with my wife, not my son's dojo karate kid, that ain't happening. So when it comes to honoring marriage, esteeming marriage is highly valuable, keeping the marriage bed pure, enjoying life together, eradicating the kid-centered home by prioritizing your marriage. I'm gonna ask you in William Wallace fashion, will you run or will you fight? And she's going, we have to run. <laughs> He's talking to the people with much older kids. Will you run or will you fight? I'll oh, give me with everything you got Wisconsin on a cold Wisconsin day. Will you run or will you fight? I. Let's pray. Father, it is in the name of Jesus that we thank you for marriage. We thank you for how you created it, how you put it together for us. Uh, and I, I'm, I know the grind is difficult and challenging for many right now. What they're facing with, with health, uh, with work and career, with raising children, uh, the, the challenges that come with each day that... Husbands and wives will leave here today committing to being teammates, that they would agree together that we're going to enjoy life together. And if if a wife leaves with her husband and he's not in for this, that she would understand that that a lot of times it only takes one spouse to begin turning the marriage around. So I pray that today, couples decide this together. Spouses decide to, to forge ahead in this. I pray for the blessing that this will be to the children and the grandchildren to come, that they'll see a mom and dad who honor each other, keep the marriage bed pure, enjoy life together, and prioritize their marriage Uh, in the grueling labor under the sun. We pray all of this through the authority of the name of Jesus and through the power, the blood of Jesus. Amen.